Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hey, this is The Big Ones. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And this is The Big Ones. Each week we discuss new ethical questions. (laughs) Ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The problems can be complicated to talk about, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see, Jeremy Connor? Er? We'll find out. Uh, Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's incredible being here. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, you know Jeremy from he's director co-creator of drunk history he's also the director and co-creator of ghost girls oh my god that's true the that's how marie and i know him oh actually it's not oh are you gonna tell this i'm gonna tell the story i think we need to tell our meet cute because <laughs> <laughs> let's the cutest meet let's take you back wait a minute this goes back to your question would you see yourself in 10 years <gasps> What I have ever thought. Oh, this is Maria's referring to my favorite question to ask, although I I think we should devote a whole podcast to it. So we haven't done that yet. But what is the most shocking place you could imagine yourself? Where is the most shocking place you could imagine yourself in five years? You should go to the streets and take this question. The Santa Monica promenade. We got to go. Definitely the most shocking place for me would be back (laughs) in Pan Pacific Park playing the soffer (laughs) two. So let me so take you back. Take let me back. take you back to 2008. Amanda and I were roommates at the time on the street of Gardner between Beverly and Melrose. This is in Fairfax. This district, is the Fairfax district. This is when Largo was on Fairfax, and the stars were bright. Now and Maria and I had all our hopes and dreams in front of in us. our pockets. We had them in our pockets, but little did we know we had holes in those pockets, and they all fluttered <laughs> away, fell out. went right down the gutters. <laughs> this is a story about the success of Ghost Girls, though. It was incredible. Yes, 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 it was a yes, fantastic yes. Story. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so Maria and I in the evenings to fill time. No, wrong. You're already making up a lie. <laughs> At no point ever did we go on walks ever. We never went to Pan Pacific together. Well, sometimes we would go on walks, right? No. Okay, one time we went on a walk. This, <laughs> yes, this is what makes the story so thrilling. One day we decided to go on a walk. Why, Amanda, it's a nice day. I don't know who said, said it. I'm going to say I maybe asked you to go on a walk because then I put us... I put our fate in my hands. Okay, and I probably said yes, and because <laughs> yes, at the I time I was did. studying improv and improv Olympic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I, that's right. You, I am. Um, I'm a more no ander. Yeah, you, you no, say no, and but please leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we decided to go on a walk at to Pan Pacific Park, which was right down the street. 
So Maria and I are walking through the park, and we're seeing all sorts of people from all sorts of walks you can of life. Imagine a kid on a swing, a, a, a homeless man picking up bottles, a, a woman selling cokes. And then our eyes... This is really cutting into my big ones. So get to it. And then our eyes are shooken. I don't know if it was our eyes so much as our ears. Our ears. And we hear a sound that sounds sort of like... Yeah, it's like... And it's this um, band, this folk band, and they're playing in a little amphitheater. Now, if you've never been to L.A. and you visit L.A., you could go on the Ghost Girls Tour, and you can start... <laughs> Maria and I are hosting. You can come on my, rent, my yeah. um, least Mazda yeah. CX-5. And we, you, you start at the amphitheater at Pan Pacific Park. This is Park. not even an amphitheater. I was told this would be an amphitheater. I was told, well, let's really? go... Pl- we're going to go play a show. We have the... An amphitheater in, in yeah. Pan Pacific Park, and there's a show. Would you play the show with okay, me? Okay, I'm going to so, be the and, first to say it was 3 p.m., and there were two people and in the audience. And this is what we but, saw. We saw a, a man on a guitar, yeah. a, 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 a woman playing a woman, drums, yeah. and then um, a young man playing the saw. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Now they were play- they were playing to an audience of one, maybe two, and they were putting their hearts into it. So Maria and I always loving to encourage fellow artists. Yes, we are. Uh, speaking of patrons, join our Patreon page. <laughs> Uh, this yes. is how you, you're cutting into my big ones by hawking <laughs> no, your. No, this is going to be a three-hour uh, episode. Yes, yes, yes. So we stop. We go. Well, well, look at this. Now, isn't this nice? Oh, well, let's sit and watch this band. No one else is watching them. Yeah, so no we one. take a seat in the amphitheater. Uh, they end the song. You know, there's that that clap that kind of goes like. And then there's the thank you so much, thank you so much. We're the wild yaks. Find us on MySpace. It was 2008, remember. (laughs) So Amanda and I go, well, isn't that fun? We continue on our walk, and honestly, my mind's a blur. I don't know what happened within the rest of the walk. We're both (laughs) (laughs) shell-shocked. I get home, and and being the kind of person I am, and Amanda being the kind of person she is, she goes in her room, takes her pants off, and God knows what. (laughs) Masturbate. I go in my room and quickly open my laptop. I go on my MySpace page and I type in Wild Yaks. Why shouldn't I? I was told to. So I do. Uh, Not by me. This is by the singer. The singer. Yeah. So I go on it and I go, hey, guys, I wish I still had my MySpace page so that I could um, see this note. Yeah. It was very simple. I'm locked out of it. I'm locked out of my MySpace page. Anyway, I write, hey, saw you guys in the park today. You guys are great. You know, keep on whatever. I think a couple days later, I get an email back. It's the lead singer. He's going, basically, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Is that what? Yeah, his name is Bronco. Yeah. He's, okay, he's like I, feel, a, I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Bronco. It is? Okay. Rob Brin, yeah, Bronco. Are you still friends with him? Uh, I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> wow. And who was the third member of the band? The girl uh, drummer. I don't remember who was drummer. I honestly don't remember. Oh, she's a woman. How did you know these people? I'm pretty sure it was... I'm pretty sure it was my friend Noah. <laughs> I said yes when you oh, said that. Oh, it's not. I, well, drummer, there was a but, woman there. There was a woman there. Was she doing something? Uh, maybe, maybe there was a tambourine maybe, or something. Uh, yeah, maybe that sounds. Funny. Okay, so these are not your friends. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> you were no. walking by trying to saw a tree down. You walked by and you went here. Let me play. Oh, it was this. a lumberjack at the time. <laughs> 
So, uh, what, you, do you remember the the note he sent back to me? Going, he he said, he, uh, "Thank you so much." Yeah, he wrote me. He said, <clears throat> "I I remember the two girls who were our only audience. One of them contacted me, and I told her to." Uh, get ice cream with you because I'm in New York. So you right. have to go get ice cream with her. Because he had sent me an email going, thank you so much. This is so nice. I live in New York. I remember this part. But uh, the guy that was playing the saw, Jeremy, he's going to take you out to coffee or ice cream. And I remember going into Amanda's room and going, Amanda, I made a mistake. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, got did. myself into some trouble. Those buskers want to meet me and I got to get out of here. I got to get out. Maria loves to put herself out there. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, for another time, a story that exemplifies this is when you were DMing Anthony Weiner. (laughs) Oh my God. So that's a story for another time. From the Pistol Shrimps, from the Pistol Shrimps Twitter account, I merely said next (laughs) time in your LA, we'd love for you to stop by. And And he took before his fall that actually resulted in Trump being elected. So if anyone is upset by that, you have Maria to blame. I never went public with it. (laughs) And that was his second offense. It was after his first. No, don't you dare cut that out. Oh, I won't. I've never, I've never been more thrilled than, uh, than when I saw Anthony Weiner had texted me back, and I not texted, <laughs> but when I invited him to a Pistol Shrimps game, and he wrote back like, "Oh shoot, I can't go, but next time I'll definitely come." And okay. my dad, I said that to my dad, and my dad went, "Stop." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, Maria and Jeremy ended up going out with Maria. You because, guys would meet up sorry. and get. Well, because he knew, so the reason I went out with Jeremy was because we had mutual friends. So when Jeremy wrote me the email, he said, hey, I know this is super weird, but we have a bunch of mutual friends and you listed them off. Now I know that could have been all catfishing. And now Maria, as she likes to do, completely blocked me out of all of this. No, that's not true. You weren't part, you didn't, you, you didn't reach out to them on MySpace. At no point did you go, hey, I like those guys too. Will you add me to the chain? There's no reason why you should have. It's crazy that we hung out in the first place. That's fair. But I remember meeting up with you guys. You were at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles Mm -hmm, eating cheesy eggs. Well, so what? But anyway, we all became great friends. Jeremy and I started getting coffees every Friday. It was true. We had uh, made it a weekly thing. I I never did that with anybody. That was so nice. It was actually iced tea because I don't think you drank coffee. Oh, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, Maria we, tried to make an espresso in my kitchen the other day, and oh, I've been cleaning that. The tamp- I've been the cleaning it up for weeks. I put. I use the tamper without disconnecting it, and I've never heard someone shriek she and hold. Tamped, and she grasped her pearls as though I had tamped as, up. You know how the uh, tamper in an espresso machine is like magnetically like. In, oh, like you girl, pull it no out and you tamp. White, your white girl problem. <laughs> what? Is a Maria magnetic? tamped up. I, I'll show oh, you Jesus. after. You're oh. going to be tamped up in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jeremy and I started getting coffee every Friday. We became good friends and Jeremy just had one Sundance for Drunk History for Best Short with Derek Waters. And me and Amanda were struggling as we are now. Not much has changed. And we, <laughs> I'm still doing Drunk History. <laughs> <laughs> And we said we should do something together, and lo and behold, we wrote Ghost Girls, and there you go. Ghost Girls was birth. All because we went walking in a park one day. If there's a moral to the story, it's get out there and go on MySpace. And get those 10,000 steps. (laughs) Get those 10,000 steps. And if you're the one playing the music, tell people where they can find you. And then let your friend go in your place, because you live in New York. Jeremy, thoughts? Social media is really important. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is. 
That's so true. <laughs> All right, Jeremy. Now we got that out of the way. I'm sure the people are going to be writing in, praising us, declaring how how silly we were. That's one of the best stories I've ever heard. Uh huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. I'm not kidding. I forget it myself. I think of it, and I sometimes. I think about this maybe weekly, that story, and I go into a panic because part of me goes, what if we never would have walked through that park? God, we would have nothing. But then the other part of me goes, if we would have never walked through the park, where would I be now? Maybe you'd be better off. Maybe better off. Probably. You know what's also great is that I got into one of the most heated arguments I've ever been in with with, with those people, probably definitely with those people in the park when I got there, because I was like, this is not a show. What You just said we're going to go play a show in this amphitheater. But because of that, you didn't just sit down and go, okay, let's play. You were literally like... And I said, I'm not doing this. I was like, I'm not playing a show right now. This is so embarrassing. You invited me to go play a show with you. This is We're just busking in a park. This is not what I signed up for. I'm hu- deeply humiliated. I want nothing to do with this. And my friend was like, please, now you're, we've already gotten this far. Let's just do this. We've already gotten this far. We've got the space. We booked the space. Yeah, you did not book that space. You don't book that space. You just walk. No, it's no, no. That park. space is meant for one thing only, and that's napping. Yeah. Uh, now, when a couple of people come along with an instrument or two, then that's a real nice thing for that park to have. Yeah, and I actually think we'd be much worse off if we had never met Jeremy, like much, much worse off. I wonder how... how Because, okay, listen, when we first met up with Jeremy, we all put our little pea brains together. We created Ghost Girls. Mm -hmm. We filmed like 12 episodes of something. It was really great. You wrote it in two months? Yeah, and it had Bob Odenkirk and Val Kilmer and oh, Jack Black. I mean, it's a big. It it's, was a it's big, huge. It was big. It's a cl- now, as Amanda likes to say, in a couple years, it will be a cult class. It, I believe is it. There is there a way to see it? Currently? It's on Vimeo. It's on Vimeo, but on like Priyanka's. Yes, Vimeo. it's we. But have that's a, not a real. I know. Platform. Listen, the, the oh. thing with Ghost Girls, it was ahead of its time. It got completely lost in the shuffle. Um, that's a, also a story for another day. It's but it come was back as a ghost comes back. From the dead. Mm-hmm. It's going to come and haunt Ooh. and haunt It has unfinished business. That's for it sure. Does. But I will say, I mean, what have we been able to get made since? And Nothing. that's zilch. Okay, so we did not know how lucky we were at the time to even get money to make anything. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I beg uh, you to... That's all fine, but that's short-term stuff. If we wouldn't have met Jeremy, who knows where we'd be. We could be making... Oh, Ghost Girls times a thousand. I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your little your little big one, Jeremy? Yes, that as you, you know, we us? like to start with it. We we took it. Uh, uh, we diverted to the road less traveled, but now we're back. We went back. We went to the fork. I also I also have to say that we it's a rare evening time recording yes, for the big ones, nice. and we are all drinking. It's a nice. Are you having a good time, Jeremy? I am. I. <laughs> Why are you guys drinking? Wait, I didn't know that was this was special. We, yeah, we, we don't usually because Jeremy has a kid, and you had to put him to bed. Yeah. Normally, we're recording eleven a.m. Yeah, and it's it's you're not just drinking at eleven a.m. A coffee or a tea or tea. Yeah, um, there's some stimulant happening, but now we're on downers. We did drink oh, with God. Stephanie that one time because she was that a was late fun. night. She was yes, a late night. That was gin and tonics. So what's your? We like to start with our guests. We like to ask them what their little big one is, which is any moral or just dilemma that you've dealt with it could be recent it could be have happened many years ago and it just 
eats away at you. This is this is a, so the little big one that I came up with on, on my way here that I I was really racking my brains and I was trying to come up with something in the last couple of weeks, but I I, <clears throat> I couldn't. And then I remembered this story and I thought it was funny. So, um, which was that I in my like mid twenties was working on a film and I was a very I was very low on the totem pole and I was hanging out with some of the actors and stuff and the um producer uh brought his 14 we were out in the middle of nowhere he brought his 14 year old daughter and we're all hanging out it's a bunch of people hanging out she's 14 and she's clearly giving me some attention and I was a little... Must have I, felt nice. It was, it was the first time <laughs> in a long time. No, um, the, this is... Let me get to the point of the story, because now I feel like... Hold on. Let you're me in, you're in back. time out. Um, I just, I, all I'm hearing is she's the only one that ever understood me. And <laughs> <laughs> there was a connection. Okay, no, but go no. ahead. Go ahead. So sounds this, like the exception to the rule. <laughs> I know. I think this is very romantic. Continue. And so she... Uh, we're hanging out, and then she emailed me one one day and she was like hey i got your email address from somebody on the set and i was just wondering like what was that movie that you were talking about she was and i and i wrote her back and then she wrote back oh cool by the way i'm candy flipping this weekend do you know what that is okay do we i I don't know what candy flipping is may i ask a question prior to knowing Yes. yes Did you know when you got that email that she was getting at you? That she yeah, that she was attracted to you and she was trying to start a convo? I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Because Can- candy flipping, is it drugs? So it's doing ecstasy <gasps> and acid at the same time. Oh, that's a bad idea. Wait, how does that work? Um, so I was like... Wait, okay. What do I do with this information? 14? And she's 14. And now, as you got she's, that by email... The way, she's, did yeah. you get another email from the band guy in the band you were with going, you got to take this girl off for ice cream? And you're going, I'm trying to deal with this over here. He's just every, I got, I got like daily emails from him about people I have to take out for ice cream. I'm you are not special. I'm trying to deal with this 14 year old who's trying to drug me. No, so she writes this thing. And so I was talking, I, the next day I, I see a friend who's working on the film. And I said, oh God, what do I know? to do this girl wrote me she told me she's candy flipping this weekend and the, the producer's <laughs> daughter that's isn't that crazy i just thought it was like a funny crazy thing and he's like dude you have to say something you can't <gasps> just let this happen okay that's and i was like what do you what do you mean he was like she could die <gasps> she could fucking go to the you can you believe you have information like that you have to say something right now and i was like no 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 oh, i don't no. think I, I don't think i have to say something and then he turns around to the producer's <gasps> assistant who was right there and he was like hey jeremy just got an email from oh, the daughter saying that there she's gonna do acid and ecstasy this weekend does she have to say something yes or no and she was like Oh my God, are you kidding me? I've known that girl for, you know, her whole life. And yes, she doesn't email me first. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I I just love the candy flip with her. She's who's she candy flipping with? No, and so she's freaking out. Everybody is now going, you have to say something to her father now. Oh my God. 
And so I had to go up to her dad and I didn't want to do this. And I was like, I don't know my part in this. I don't know my role. I don't know these people Mm -hmm. at all. The producer is a million times higher me on, uh, you know, on the totem pole of this film. And I was like, Hey, so, um, I should probably tell you, um, your daughter emailed me and I guess she's going to. Um, go candy flipping. <laughs> and did he know what it meant? He knew what it meant, and he, I, he was very cool. Uh, like in general, not about this, but he was very cool. And he, this is what he did. So I, uh, he he heard that, and he just went, <laughs> and he kind of shook his head, and he just went, yeah, yeah. She really is into Chris Robinson right now because I had long hair and a beard, <laughs> and so that was his way of. Basically saying, uh, I guess, she, yeah, I can see why she would have written So he was more concerned that she had told you that her actually I doing think, it? I think so. I, and then he was like, okay, I'll, uh, I'll say, I don't know what I'll do. And like walked away. And I never sort of, I, I definitely never talked to her again. And I... Well, she was probably sent away. I mean, I don't know what happened. And I don't know how bad it was. He might have been cool about it. I don't know. But I felt so... It was such an awful experience for me. I, Looking back now as a father, do you think you did the right thing? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was really my place if to it's be that there. dangerous though is it that dangerous i don't i don't even know i, I don't, don't know about candy flipping See, if it was something i don't either if it was something like hey you want to go get a couple beers i have a fake id i get it kids are kids but it sounds like when you told this actor and they flipped out and actors are very loose people no i didn't an actor didn't flip out a friend that was not oh okay he was not well, but um, fourteen is so young. That's that was my that thought. Is it. If it, it was sixteen or seventeen, I may have felt a little different. Fourteen's young. It is man. right. Yeah, I think I had to. I had to. Once I had that information, it was like she fucked up. It was it just sucked. Exactly. I was like, That's what you need to up. think about. Why did you just? Put, and she put it in writing too. It was like there's an email. Mm. There's, That's you can't you you did the right thing because you were an adult in that situation. She was a child. This mm-hmm. wasn't on the brink of being an adult. She wasn't in her later teens. She was fourteen That's as an adult. Very young. You are getting this information that's literally, hey, warning sign. I could die this weekend, and you can't. You had no allegiance to her. At no point did she go like, hey, don't tell anyone. But. It was literally just her being a stupid kid. You have to take that and do something with it, I think. Well, you were also... How old did you say you were? You were mid-20s. Oh, so that's pretty young as well. But that's an adult. That's so horrifying to, like, imagine... Your This must have been probably was one of her, like, first drug experiences ever. And, like, she's just trying to, like, have fun with her friends. No, but you don't have to do it like that. You don't have to invite it. 20-something-year-old. But also, old. is 14 too young to be experimenting with drugs? With, I, with acid? I think it is. Yes. to see at the same time. Yes. I think it is. Yes. I think that, you know, college, you do you. <laughs> you know, uh, elementary school, maybe stick to pot. That's eighth grade. That's eighth grade. <laughs> Jeremy, that's eighth grade. Yeah, that was earlier than I ever did anything. Oh, me too. I didn't even know what sex was in eighth grade. I literally found out during eighth grade, I thought it just went through like a hot dog through a bun. 
I did not know that the penis Where? went up into the vagina. Ew. It does. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't learn that till eighth grade. And I certainly did How not. How did you learn it? I asked, I go, so this is like a hot dog and a bun. <laughs> Who did you ask? <laughs> you asked the lunch lady? <laughs> you went, so this is how it works, huh? Oh, I get what you're saying. <laughs> um, I asked my friend Caitlin Kelleher. And she knew. There's always one that knows. I don't remember how it came up, but I was asking about angles, and I, I saw some photo, and I said, this doesn't make sense, right? Angles? <laughs> angles. It was like... You were doing, like, geometry, and you went, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the hypotenuse here? Yeah. She said, this is a right angle, just like when you F, and you went, wait a minute, I thought that was more of just a straight line. She said, no, no, Amanda, look here. I can't get into it, but... I wouldn't, yeah. That being said, no, 14 is, that's a child. You did, yes. If it, you would be more in a dilemma if it was 16. But I think if you can't drive, you can't do acid. <laughs> that's what I Listen, said. That's what I said. The biggest dilemma would have been if you had not said anything and she had passed away. And you had been there when she did. At <laughs> <laughs> first I thought your dilemma was going to be, do I attend? <laughs> No, that's a, I could tell that you guys are immediately well, thinking the worst of uh, me. I girls. was not saying. But listen, we're girls, and we've been fourteen years old, God. and we know the hope in a fourteen-year-old yes. uh, oh. liking a, liking an older guy older like man. that, and ask and putting that out there that you we've never been on that receiving end. So for you to get that email, and our minds were going, "Go, Jeremy, go! <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, her night. She wants to impress her friends, <laughs> but it's wrong, I guess." Well, fourteen at fourteen, I wasn't soliciting older men. That came later. Oh my! That was sixteen up for me. Sixteen up? Oh yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, no, no, no. I only older men, and sometimes teachers. (laughs) Oh, Um, sure, sure. Um, no, nothing ever happened. Uh, oh. may, may the record show that I was no threat to myself, uh, but <laughs> I did put it out there. All right, Jeremy. Well, did we help you out? Do, do you feel better about spilling the beans on that 14-year-old? Uh, I didn't spill any beans on that 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You heard it here, folks. (laughs) I think this is an especially funny episode. (laughs) All right. Okay, let's get into this big one. You're at the airport heading back to America from an exotic location with your wife and teenage son. There are drug sniffing dogs that are roaming the airport and they zero in on your son's backpack. Suddenly, you're surrounded by the foreign TSA officers. You see your son shifting nervously, eyeing his backpack. The head TSA officer steps up and says, whose backpack is this? You see your wife and make eye contact with her, and you know that she knows what's going on. Just as she steps up to take responsibility for the backpack, you think to yourself, what do I do? First of all, this is crazy that this is on the heels of my 
little big one. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah, it's yeah. all that's about true. parents and drugs, and that's very weird. Yeah, yeah it that's is. interesting. There's something in the air. Also, is there going to be music during that? Uh, yeah, because I really like that music. Oh, uh, there'll be music for sure. Segment. I was oh, thank sure you. Amanda, I couldn't Amanda hear it. Amanda so. never listens. So um, sometimes I listen. Yeah, we don't put the music on. You you thought we played it in the room? I don't know. I kind of did. I just hold on, Amanda, and yeah, I thought I would <laughs> hear it. Oh, Maria does a little bit of post work. I've been so. doing more sound effects lately too. Oh, okay. Um, all the post work you can look to me if you have any questions or comments. Um, but yeah, the music that's a free music that I found by um it's called uh well I, I don't quite know what it's called. It's not really the specific track that I'm <laughs> saying oh. I like. I just like the vibe. Yeah, of I did the, it. There, there the will be music. There will be music. music. Yeah. Just do that and when I didn't hear music I thought. No, oh, no that's the magic of the internet uh, podcast. Podcast. Um I no. wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> how no, old okay, yes, I was paying attention. Sunny's, let's say four six uh, what should we say I think four four fifteen, fourteen. Let's do fifteen. Let's what the difference uh, so do I take... Uh, well, let's break it. So here's the thing, Jeremy. Yeah. Now, he's a 15-year-old boy. You're in a foreign country. If he takes the blame, he will not get as much of a sentence as you and your wife will. And he's a... Well, the conceit a, is, is that your son maybe made a bad decision while he was in this foreign country. Maybe. Right. And your son's gotten in trouble maybe once before. This isn't the first. Maybe he was seen... He was smoking pot with some friends. You know that he likes to dabble. And maybe he was hanging out with some kind of strange island boys or whatever while you guys were on vacation. And, I, you, and it, it's a possibility. I also, you know, you say the sentence would be lighter, but at the same time, like, where, what country are we in? Is this um, like... Well, can we make it in America just to make it... I don't think so, because I, in America, that kid is getting off scot-free. I mean, I, I think it's got to be Thailand or like some sort of... Well, but we don't know the... Sen- we don't know what those... But the point are. is, it's a It's scary. scary. It's, it's scary. scary. I mean, am I for- stepping forward and like potentially going to jail for years? Yes. Or save. are you going to let your wife take the fall? Or are you going to... Yeah. Or are you going to let your son take the blame? It was his mistake. He's 15. Oh. Mm-hmm. Do we have to do that? <laughs> I no, know. No. It's, a, it's a hard one. Uh, no, is. I mean, I would... I. It, it's a tough one because you want to let him have a punishment because you feel like, oh, that... Like, you should learn something out of this. And, like, you're going to... Uh, if the sentence is lighter, like you say, you know, it's like a slap on the wrist for you and uh, some punishment is probably better than your dad going to jail for five years. Like, yeah, but that's going to suck his for... record. Does... But we don't know. This is a foreign country. So we don't we don't. The thing is, is like we don't really know. And you're basically the dilemma is when you really break it down, you're choosing between your son and your wife. That's so funny because I. The wife part, maybe just because of my relationship, I'm like, well, no, she's not. <laughs> there's, there's no chance that she's Emily's going down. Oh, you would, you would take the fall for Emily. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I see. That's great. You would, but Emily would never do that. So he doesn't. But mainly really have because I'm his- scared. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, like it would be a horrifying. Like she has to be there. That's not even. That's not part of the equation. I know, but she's going to step up and say, no, that's my backpack. Like, she's going to take the fall for the sun. Ugh. I mean, I want to think that I... 
if yeah because that's interesting because then you're like well she's already in action yes yeah let her if it was just i could see her thinking about it but like no she's actually making the move to take so i have to in that moment Leap forward. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the spill the beans. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Gross. Yeah. And Gross. you have to take the moment. You have to take at that moment. You need to decide in your head. You're the rest of your life, basically. I, uh, it's, I guess I would just probably. I probably would jump forward and just say it's mine you think you'd have that in you i don't think my mind would about, go there so i it, think i'd like be like what's going on wait so it's not about him because there's no chance that oh well well i think you could also step forward and say it's not hers it's his that's no you can't do that <laughs> we don't know him i mean excuse me sir <laughs> but that is that is the truth that is the truth no, you is, can't. Is that a is your son? You have last name. It's a, well, he's not. I mean, but it it was his decision. So I don't think it's out of this world to say that you, you might go like you raised a son who didn't have the forethought to take the drugs out of the backpack or thought he could get away with something that's. Uh, we know what the drugs are. We don't know what. The drugs are. Uh, no, you don't know. You don't know. I, you could just know, assume because I'm assuming it's a light offense. I'm assuming he's not that dumb. I'm assuming he's got a little. Oh, that's in fair there. to assume. That's fair to assume. Like, you I'm don't assu- know I'm not until assume- they take it. They look in it, and you don't know what drug it is yet. But they're going, "Whose is this?" But my son is not a mule. He's not like uh, trying to get you think through. So how I don't raise no mule. You think that my... producer guy thought his daughter was a candy stripper or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> a candy stripper. That's genius because that's like a candy striper. Yeah, a candy striper. Yeah. <laughs> What are candy strippers? It's like a 1920s no, term. Candy isn't striper is someone striper. that works at the hospital. It's like a volunteer at the hospital. Oh, hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a candy stripper. <laughs> I can introduce you to her later tonight. Oh. Is this the mysterious Maria that were? Here I am. Candy? Question mark has turned into an exclamation point, baby. Oh, boy. Candy stripper. That's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, the, isn't the whole point like? Uh, what, isn't it when you have kids, you're just like, yeah, I'd give my life for my kids. Is yeah, that? Do you yeah. feel that way? Yeah, I Jeremy feel that way. I feel that. Yeah. Well, so my son is he turns two tomorrow. <laughs> this is a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I have a lot of this stuff in my mind all the yeah. time about what I would do in horrible situations. Would you take the fall for him ever? Uh, say, yeah, sure, of course. Even if it meant, um. Do you think maybe here's a here's a bigger question to ask? Do you think that consequences are required in building the character of a person? Yes. So then, would you would that be necessary? I'm not talking about kind of like levels at this moment because I know there's like murder and then there's you know someone not taking out the trash or whatever. But at what point do you go? The consequence isn't worth his life. I don't. I, I think that consequences are really important, but I don't think you want to do something. Yeah, that's gonna screw them up forever. That's not. That's not part of it. That's not like. I I, I think that um, I, I read somewhere about parenting where it's like a crazy high bridge 
that's, you know, a thousand feet above, but has like amazing guardrails. And so like life, you're just parenting and like, you're letting them know, like, I got you and letting them go on this scary journey. But like, you are there, you know, and, and, and that lets them go and be free and take. But the guardrails aren't. 10 feet high, they can still fall off the edge of the guardrails if you don't teach them that they can't get too close to the edge. I mean, where did these guardrails get manufactured? <laughs> I, I want I, city um... specifics and what is the materials? <laughs> They're not American made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're, the thing is, if you get too close, if you don't know how to handle yourself, you could trip and fall over the edge. I think that in this situation, just going back to the scenario, you're not just in Dallas. You're not just in New York City. Like, this is, you don't know the consequences. Like, I think a stint, however long or short, in a foreign prison is going to upset a person's, you know, like the whole trajectory. What does that mean? Like, going, getting, pulling him out of school for. A long time, and uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's the whole the whole fork in the road. Like so, that's his whole yeah. life. Whereas, like I'm, but then he doesn't have a father, and that's therapy. Like we get over that shit, and like we hate each other for years. But that doesn't mean necessarily right. that he. He then just has no life. Like but that's he's 15. it. So like, Maria, he's what do you do? Well, first instinct, what do you do? First instinct is literally knowing me that I'd be like 10 seconds behind what was going on. And I'd be like, wait, what's going on over there? So, but that's what I was saying at first. I agree. Right. I'm the same way. I'm, an, but, I'm but, a dumbo. So like, I, mean, and I, just I, wouldn't I think understand part of the scenario is that you get what's going on. Right, right. I mean, here. In I, this case, you have heard your son... The night before, talking to his friends, and you like overheard, like, "Oh, I'm totally going to take some drugs." Oh, you, you heard that? Yeah, well, you have I to. think you part the conceit well, you of the scenario that. is is that you you it's, get that there's drugs I in the backpack. I, it's I, a see through backpack. <laughs> <laughs> I think it it does depend on the age of the son. Mm. I think it talk does. about that. I'm curious why that matters. If it's too young, you go. They didn't know any better. Um, if it's older you go they they absolutely knew but then if your son's older he's gonna get in put in tight prison like his, broke down palace for was life his decision i can't that's your son there doesn't child. matter if i think if i didn't i'm just giving you my point of mm-hmm, view sure. and you can uh tell me i'm wrong and, and maybe i am but i would hope to have instilled a uh uh consciousness for right and wrong and for hey if you do this you're going to get in trouble and if you just don't bring d- drugs to the airport how about that and if they don't take that if i've given everything to them and let them know these are the rules and this is how life works and they don't take that i i i'm not going to what what good am i doing by then obviously my kid has something where he doesn't think he can get his shit doesn't stink so how does me taking his place and letting him go back out into the public do anyone any good what's the movie where this happens well okay so actually this is uh, there's broke down palace no 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 but there's the one from years ago i think uh, the beach, but not I mean, it's not the beach. Oh, is the, it about the two sons? Is that what it the is? The two young boys. It's like, like a true story, and they go to this prison, Thai oh, prison. Oh, for I don't know. Broke down palace. When did that come out? 
97, maybe? Oh, maybe it is Broke Down Palace. With Claire Danes and Kate Yeah, Beckinsale. so that's a whole other dilemma we were considering doing this evening. But actually, that one is where two girlfriends go to Thailand, um, and they start hanging out with this guy, but one of them has a fling with him. And then at the airport... The one who had the fling with him has drugs in her bag, and it's kind of unclear. Did she know they were in there? Did he convince her to smuggle? Did he trick her? But they end up, it's kind of like um, you can either you know share the sentence together or throw your friend under the bus, and that's the dilemma with that. It was just kind of, we can bring it all into the same dilemma because yeah, sure. it is the who's taking the fall dilemma. In that situation, if it was my friend who hooked up with the guy and I'm Maria and I'm going like, you don't know this person, what are you doing? And then they get caught with drugs in their bag. I go, see ya. Sorry, you made your bet. I I hear that. I feel like I don't have children, but I think how I would feel when I have children is that like, if there's a... Like, I would die for this child. Yeah. And if it's between one of us, like, spending our lives in a Thai prison, or I don't really know Thai politics nowadays, like, yeah, what their drug laws are. Yeah, super racist of you to even bring this into <laughs> I'm just going off show. of Broke Down Palace, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Maybe I'll say... Well, the Philippines, we know they're cracking down on their drug laws, okay? Yeah, right? Is that fair just, to say? How we make we're up in the place. Philippines. Laragia. Okay, Laragia. Okay, I'm in Laragia. I'm pretty sure whoever gets caught with however much marijuana or whatever is in this backpack is is going away for the unforeseen future it doesn't matter if my kid is 14 or 18 i'm pretty sure i'm saying like nope it's me take me i mean if it's broke down palace of course that's the this is where the it almost falls apart as a even a question to Wait, me but broke down palace like, is different because that's friends no but i just mean when it, if it's your kid and that's the the oh, thing if that someone you're saved, planted it, if no, no, I'm, it, I'm not talking about the. You're the saying scenario. like the prison condition. I'm just saying the prison condition. If you're saying like, oh yeah, you're see you later, have a, have fun being like tortured for ten years. No, okay, yes, of course, but you know, you're like, well, I that can't. Is, does that change? Well, your- I would, no, well, a tor- I, I guess we have to. What would help me is we have to lay down the law of like, is this a place? Where they torture their prisoners and they they're made to do slave labor. No, let's just say it's a it's not America, but it's, it's a, a place where they have uh, uh, laws and they have prisons and that there's a judicial system, but it's a lot longer of a process and it's harder. But well, there's I would no just say it's like labor. third world country vibes. Like so, there's slave labor or not? I, I don't know about slave labor, but I think it's like they're going. It's not the same judicial system as America, and there's not. You know, they're probably going away for a long time. You'll have to go back home and try and like send send Kim Kardashian to Trump to get them out. Like, like it's not. It's it's serious. It's bad. It's not an Amer. Anything outside of America, a prison, like is horrifying. <laughs> Yeah, right. I think I and just our have prisons to... are horrible too. Like it's right. it's not good. It's just I have a hard time with. I'm not saying with a, a young kid, but just with people um, uh, who know better, not um, uh, making obvious like choices that propel them in one way, and then you know being bailed out of that. Now with my own kid, I get that that's a different thing. Sure. You have to put yourself in another headspace. 
But if someone knows better, this is for, coming from someone who knows better a lot and still does stuff the other way because I decide not to take that. I know that point of view. I know how that feels to just go, well, I'm going to do it anyway and I'm going to get away with it and not get away with it and then have to deal with it. I can, I know that mindset and I have a problem when I see someone else act like, oh, but I didn't know. You did know and you did it anyway. How do I know? Because I do the same shit. So it just right. is hard to look at that and go like, really, you knew better and you didn't and this is your life and I can only do so much as a parent. If you're in your teens and you're fucking up this much, like, yes, we'll get you out, we'll do everything, but it's hard for me to put myself I in get it. Position. Listen, I hear you. I, I also it. think that it, this is the kind of thing where you're like, well, is, is my kid... Is this the twentieth time that they've tried to do something, and you never to this extent? I think it's just they get in trouble a little bit. They drink, you know. They're, you know, they. Then I can't let them. Can't go broke down palace. Can't let them do that. Are they a bad seed? If this mm. child is a bad, you're saying seed... that my son George is a bad <laughs> yes, seed. Well, we'll see tomorrow when oh, he turns two. I've oh, met no. George. I He's saw the way guy. he was obsessed with that fire truck. <laughs> No, it was a he scooper. Really he does. Does. It was a scoopy, scooper. 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 <laughs> it was a scooper digger. truck. That scooper. Digger. Scooper. Digger obsessed. Yeah, yeah, he had a scooper truck and he wasn't allowed to have one. And you said, that's my scooper truck. <laughs> he had to go to Broke Down Palace. <laughs> he had to go to what? Philip- Philippines prison. <laughs> no, it was Lagushua. La I'm sorry. It's the Philippines where the that crazy dictator is making, like, killing people over the zero tolerance drug laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yep. Oh no! Here she goes I'm typing it in. Well, I'm somewhere. saying that the it is the Philippines, a beautiful country that is. They have this like insane um, president Rodrigo Duarte who has a oh, war yeah. on oh, drugs. Yes, 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 Rodrigo Duarte. <laughs> yes, and he is literally like it's like a zero tolerance war on drugs that people are being murdered in the streets. Like it's crazy. So, I mean, and I, the Philippines is a place I'd love Why to go. Why is this family going to the Philippines with their 14 year old kid who, who has no- had multiple yeah, who drugs. Is known to do <laughs> drugs. But, but this is the thing. This is also comes to another dilemma that I wanted to talk about, which is the good son, the Mul- Macaulay Culkin movie, mm-hmm. which is like, you basically have like, what is your hereditary obligation to a child? If you just have a psycho. If you yeah. have a psycho. Well, if my, you have someone who, who you think is a bad seed. Oof. You've seen that documentary, haven't you? Did I show that to you about the girl, the psycho girl, <laughs> who's better now? They interviewed her now. But as a child, she was like, I'm going to kill oh, my you parents. you showed me this. And oh. they had to lock her in her room at night because at night she'd go downstairs, get a knife, go into her parents' bedroom, and they sent her off, and she had, like, this intense therapy, and now they interviewed her as, like, a teenager, and she's much better. But having that kind of kid where you're like, uh, no. <laughs> what do you do as a parent? That is a horrifying nightmare. And we often are, uh, like, anytime George even, like, touches the dog too aggressively <laughs> we're like oh my god he's a serial killer oh my god he's torturing animals it's it's scary i mean a kid a kid with no conscience is there anything scarier but also how scary are teenagers yeah like just would, all teenagers i don't i my parents uh were not 
physically around a lot when I was a teenager because they were separated and my mom was disabled and there were a lot of nurses stuff going on at that place. And my dad was off and would get home very late and he was working. And so I had a lot of alone time and I was very, um, I was nuts. Like kids are like, I would just go and burn shit and I got into, I did some drugs and stuff and I just, I'm horrified that, uh, my son would, I don't know. I wasn't like that at all. At all. You never even had a pyro Maniac face? No, I like to light the fire in the fireplace and poke around at it. <laughs> well, but I, that's you had a fireplace. Yeah, <laughs> not all of us. So we had to go burn ants. <laughs> I did just, you never have a fire? I, I did have. I had a devil sign in a fireplace, it, but I was no, not allowed. No, not asking if you had a fireplace. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yes, yes, yes! I had a gorgeous double sided. I did. To be honest, Jeremy, yes, I did. I did have a double sided. Oh, it was incredible! (laughs) Really, the whole room was around, built around. I realize what those um, that one um, review meant when they called me an Orange County Republican. (laughs) Yeah, someone said this was an alt right podcast in disguise, and they said, "Oh man, it was an Orange County Republican." Wait, trust me, I was very middle class in Long Beach. We did have a double-sided fireplace, but to be fair, a lot of houses built in the 60s and 70s were built with fireplaces. Fair enough. I just love that I said a fi- I was saying a fire, yeah, I mean, like a have phase, you? Yes, to like be a, honest. Yes, a yes. pyromaniac phase. Oh, no, I did. I was interested in fire. <laughs> I thought every okay, kid had like a... the answer out of her. I was yeah. interested in fire. I was interested in fire. Everyone was, but I didn't go burn down, you know, blocks. I no. almost got... I almost burnt down my camp. I am. Uh, I, am <laughs> I have a lot of pyromaniacs. You're so the type of child I was, who would have left in the in the Philippines with teenagers. They just want to burn shit down, which mm-hmm. is fair enough. Yeah, I wanted to burn shit down. I wanted. I was terrible. Like I really. They should make an amusement park for teens where you can go and just burn shit no, down. No, because Fire if it's world. an official place, then it's not exciting. It well, you don't know be. it is. You just you put like molds into f- groups of friends and they go, there's this new warehouse. Want to go burn it down? You go burn it down and then afterwards, you know that it was part of the amusement park. No, I was it. I got kicked out of camp for them. I was... No I, way. Yeah, I was at a camp in Canada. Uh, Tamaqua. It means beaver cutting wood. And it was a... <laughs> Uh, right. A camp that was beautiful and Canadian, and I uh, <laughs> burned it. The I there were ki- we. I was hanging out with some kids, and they were climbing across the uh, rafters. And a kid found a lighter, and he started lighting this stack of papers that were on the wall. Oh. And he was like, he'd light the corner and put it out, and light the corner and put it out. And of course, I was like, <laughs> let me try. I really want to. <laughs> Please, my turn, my turn, my turn. <laughs> and I did it, and I lit this thing on fire. And all of the papers went immediately up in flames and they all started falling off and landing on all these kids' beds No, and then started going. There were some holes in the wall Mm -mm. that coincidentally I had made, but that was a different different story. (laughs) Here's to my dad. I'm sending you to prison. (laughs) (laughs) I think you would have sent me to prison. I was... I I was a terrible kid, but I was, it was always, I wasn't trying to be, I wasn't aggressive. I wasn't like, that's the thing is I wasn't like a serial killer. I was, uh, I knocked some holes in the wall because I was trying to make kids laugh. 
Well, believe me, I haven't knocked holes in the wall, but I know what you mean. Maria's done emotional damage. Where Jeremy and I have done... I punch holes in the people I know. I punch punch holes in everyone I know. Almost the entire cabin went up in flames and, <gasps> and kid, were the... all the kids were pouring kid, their canteens all over everything everything was like on did you feel like a fire. god um it was <laughs> one of the because of the rushes you just really can't i've been chasing that high Jimmy, ever come on, since come on jimmy you gotta get out no. of here and you went no let me watch it first <laughs> look at how beautiful it is <laughs> oh jeez. no i was horrified all i was trying to do was like make the kids laugh mm. and like ha- just be oh. cool and they, it was such a, and it was so embarrassing because then they said, had a huge meeting with all the kids at the camp and they were like, who put the hole in this wall? <laughs> and then I raised my hand and they're like, who put the hole in this wall? And like, I raised my That's hand. That's nice you raised your hand. And then they were like, who burned this bed? And I was like, <laughs> and they were, and it was clearly, they were drawing this out because oh. they knew it was all what me. What made you say that you did it? Because everybody knew it was me. Because uh, I was doing it for the entertainment of children. Right. You said, well, there's no other entertainment here. What's anyone supposed to laugh at? That's so then nice they kicked, you owned they up said, for So they kicked it. me out. And it was three days before the end of camp. And I, my dad, uh, they talked to my dad. And my I, I called my dad. I said, Dad, they're kicking me out of camp. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do this. I, I, was, I almost burned down the camp. <laughs> and he said... Uh, you're leaving in three days? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, that's ridiculous. Let me talk to them. So he talked to them and they hung up and they he, they went, okay. So, we, so here's the deal. <laughs> you are kicked out. But since you're leaving in three days, you'll just hang out here. So you'll be officially kicked out of the camp and you can't do anything. <laughs> but you'll just like hang out with everybody. And so I had Jeremy. to be... <laughs> kicked out of camp i just sit there and like um and hang out and everyone knew i was kicked out of but camp. hang out with who they didn't keep you in the office or anything you could just hang out with your friends but well i mean i could like sleep in the bunks but then everyone would leave to go do activities all day long wow. and i wasn't allowed to do any activities i wasn't allowed to do anything i just had to like sit there you punch and one be... hole in a wall and this is why you ended up playing a saw in, in the, the amphitheater park. yeah that's truly horrifying. But that's not bad kid behavior. A... That's just a kid. But it looked like bad kid. But then behavior. the way, but the yes. way that you owned up to it, the way you talked to your dad. I mean, you're still a good kid. That's if my kid did anything like that and acted in a, it showed their character in a way that was like, I didn't mean to do this. Yes, I do own up to it. I would laugh and be like, it's all right. Like I would not care as a but parent. But that's you wouldn't know. That's the thing. If they you are calling know. you and they're just saying, my parents were very forgiving and they were they knew i wasn't a bad kid but they if you got a call and the kid they were like your kids fucking tried to burn down the camp like your kid (laughs) busted a bunch of holes in the wall and tried to burn down the camp you would think oh i have a bad seat of course ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
So, Maria, you've never done anything bad like that? Well, well <clears throat> no, not like that, but, like, I would do... I, I would get in trouble in school a lot. Like, yeah. I was... Oh, um, um, I, I, I didn't do drugs or anything like that, or, but, but in school, I was very much um, a little bit of a devil. And uh, we would go on these retreats every year in school. Did you? Did your school do that? Like in the beginning of the year, we'd all go to these cabins in the woods, like just to um, know each no, other. No, I was in public school. Okay. So-, <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'd go to these cabins in the woods for a weekend or two days or whatever, and um, you know we'd all talk and do activities, whatever. It was like a little mini camp, and so we'd be in these cabins with one another i went to an all-girls school so it was all girls and they were all very uh eager to meet boys and so in our sophomore year i believe it was um there um were some boys on the premises and some of the girls in my cabin decided to invite those boys over to our cabin that night which was strictly prohibited so that night i'm just in my bed not having anything to do with it and i'm just like reading a book or whatever and i hear a knock at the door and all the girls are giggling and i'm like is anyone is anyone gonna get that <laughs> they're all giggling they're all giggling and i go is anyone there's those boys at the door that everyone's been talking about all night and they're all there like running around being girls or whatever i'm like oh I get up and I open the door. I remember this and I'm just like, come on in. And I like tell the boys to come in. I go back to my bunk bed and I'm just, that's it. We get back to school the week later and there is an assembly. And it is, something has happened. We have heard that boys were led into a cabin. This is a huge offense. Uh, we need to know who opened the door to let these boys in. I swear to you. I let them in because no one was answering the goddamn door. And I went back to my bed, right? <laughs> so I was like, are you fucking kidding? You're a bad scene. Yeah, no, but God. that kind, that putting, so I I did not own up to it at first. But I guess some people had started coming forward <gasps> saying Maria let them in. Oh, my God. Oh no. So then I, so then there was like, I don't know why it was a smaller group of us, but one of the Miss Bickle, who was like the, she was not the head of the school, but she was like one of the underlings, had us both all in a room and she was like, I need whoever let these boys in to come forward. And everyone was kind of silent. And I think people started to trickle out and I went up to her and I, and I went, I was the one that let them in. She went, I know. (gasps) And I went, but I just need to, I, I let them in because they kept knocking and no one, and I knew they had invited him over and no one would let him in. She was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't, I didn't get in much trouble. I think I got maybe a detention or something, but like that, that gross like feeling of like, you've done something bad when in my little mind I was like, oh, I was just this little accessory to the fact I wasn't even part of it. Mm, and it and really, you got the blame. But little stuff like that would happen to me constantly. I'd get in. One time, one of my teachers thought I was smoking because he smelled smoke in um, my corner of the classroom. He asked me to stay after school. And everyone in the class went, Mr. Lynch, Maria has not been smoking. We promise you. Because I was like the one kid in school that was You seem like a bad seed, but you're yeah. not. But he was like, you need to stay. It smells like cigarette smoke over here. I was like, Mr. Lynch, I don't know what to tell you. It wasn't me. And I've seen him since. And he was like, I, I knew it wasn't you. I knew it was. I, I knew. But I needed to keep everyone in that corner there. Anyway, I would get in trouble like that a lot. But I'm not a bad seed. I just kind of, you know, am a little bit of a devil, I guess. So another, I, I had to pull this up. I apologize if you saw me on my phone. I was just no, playing no, this no. photograph because 
Um, <laughs> this was at camp. The, another thing about this was that they read your mail. They do like prison, I think, or may, maybe they just they go through it for candy. I know I that think my that's friend what it was. Anyways, Kristen, they did. they had seen this. Oh, sorry, sorry. What were you saying? Oh, my friend Kristen, we wanted to send her candy. At camp. You weren't allowed to have candy. No, no, we had to put it in like Play-Doh and do it like we were sending something to prison. Were you in a fat camp? I wasn't. My friend Kristen was, and me and my friend sent it to her from where we were, going like, "Here's all your candy," so, but it got found by the counselors. So this is the. Can I read this? Yes. This is a handwritten note by 10-year-old Jeremy. Something like that. Dear Mom, having a shitey time, S-H-I-T-Y, say hello to Maria. Yeah. I want to... <laughs> <laughs> this didn't do good. Wait. This wasn't great for my case. Wait, wait, this is scary. Wait, wait, wait. This wait, is wait, what did he say? Let me start over. Dear letter you have to say okay, 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 okay. This is a picture on your phone of a letter you wrote. It is yeah. a letter. Okay, it is written, a handwritten it is letter. written okay. um in a manic way. Dear mom, having a shitty time. Say hello to Maria. I want to burn the fucking camp. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Send everything by airmail. Lots of love, Jeremy. Wait, and love is like... It's circled by a Wait, sun. Jeremy, you said you want to burn the fucking camp? Can you imagine being your mother so, and getting the phone call of, now one of the campuses has burned down and you going, oh, Wait, what shit. is airmail? I think that if you they don't get it or something, it I takes like three weeks if you send... I want to Jeremy, Jeremy, I know, I know, I know. It looks bad. It looks, <laughs> looks really this is bad. Now you understand why they kicked me out. That but was, I did swear your mom to God, present this as proof. Uh, like, no, this, I'm saying they read this. They, oh, this is what I'm saying. No. So this happened, and they were like, "Wait, which kid burned down the camp?" And they were like, "The kid who wrote the letter that said I'm going okay. to burn down the." Jeremy, how did you leave this out? Until yeah. now. <laughs> Wait, Jeremy, how did you get that letter? This did you get to crazy. take that home with you afterwards? Yeah, they just would read it or whatever, and they knew about it. They were like, we know that you wrote the letter <laughs> that this. said I'm going to burn Why down the Why did you say that you wanted to burn the fucking yes, camp? Yes, because before, Jeremy, they were you were very saying, mean to me. Jeremy, before you were saying, now you're changing your story, you said you were trying to make people laugh. You were going, hey, give me that letter. I want to try. Yeah, that is true. Now, in this letter, it tells a different story. It tells yeah, premeditated. Yeah, because guess what? They didn't laugh. <laughs> this is premeditated. They were not. Me. They didn't like Jeremy. my antics. So. I'm sorry, but I, if you're my I son, I'm sending you to prison. <laughs> you're going to prison. Wait, here, let me tell you who a bad seed was. When I got to this camp, this was a notorious. A girl had just gotten kicked out. Everybody knew about this girl because there was uh, she was. Uh, everybody was waking up at night and there would be a shit on their pillow. What <laughs> and, and then and there was, they didn't know who this was. Someone would put a shit on. No, Jeremy, this camp, this was not a I camp. I swear to God. Camp people, box. And they would, they literally, uh, there was uh, somebody uh, woke up and she was uh, crouched over their pillow. And it turns out that she had shit on. 
uh, multiple times on her own pillow to mask. That's the- a smart move. That's the that is the mind of a psychopath. Yes. <laughs> That is the. That That's a bad more, seed. I would be more scared if my own my kid shit on her own pillow to prove to the other kids that if she but did. isn't that a sign with Jeremy wrote the letter saying he wanted to burn down the camp. I don't know what that is it's, to cover the it, trash because no sane child would write that letter wait, and then not, actually burn down the camp. It does, it's not a good in court. It would not. I would look really. Or you're a dead man. I'm a dead man. Uh, I've been watching the staircase, rewatching yeah. it on Netflix. And, and you are I'm you're guilty. You're is, in the electric have chair. Have you talked to your mom about <laughs> no. about that letter? She, she never got so that letter. The, yeah, she got that letter. No, because they would just read it. Like and they read the, it, and they go send it off. They didn't even have a talk with you. I mean, that seems like what they should it's do. It's such a simple mail. letter. Like, hi, mom. How are you? <laughs> I want to burn down the fucking <laughs> camp. Love, Jeremy. Like you think you'd like put it in more detail? Like today, I went on a hike. I went on the, the, to the beach. All you, all, the only information you gave was I want to burn down the fucking camp. And then you did. You and burned then you did. Kids were. But, Rushing out of the camp because it was in flames. That's not smart enough to be a psychopath, actually. If I was your mom or dad I, when I got yeah. that letter, I would laugh so hard because of knowing you as Jeremy. I'm not saying, like, if I had a scary kid, that's one thing, but you as Jeremy and I get that, a little kid Jeremy sending me that letter, I would frame that and, oh, God, that's funny to I me. really was also really just trying to be, like... I was having a shitty time, but mainly just because they were, everyone was kind of, they kept, uh, they thought, they just made fun of me for being from L.A. Like, it was all, wow. like, A-L-A, A-O-A-L-A. what A-L-A, what's up? Where was the camp? Yeah. It was in Canada. East Coast, Canada. Wow. If you've ever seen the film Indian Summer, that is featured have that's the camp the burning they use that as stock footage for a huge burning so when you were burning down the camp did were you like in your awareness was this sentiment that you wanted to burn down the camp in the letter like or was that just a coincidence that you had all it was was these kids are lighting a flame on the wall and i want to i want to just do it too so complete coincidence that you learned that vernacular did you send that letter like two weeks Jeremy, it's not looking good for I you. Know. I mean, I guess I, I think you know your child's character. And you obviously weren't a psychopath kid. You were just a, a misunderstood kid. Depends who this kid is at the airport. If your kid's a shitty kid. I don't know, but maybe, maybe even the shitty kids aren't really shitty kids. Like maybe, uh, maybe my story is the perfect example of how just on paper it just looks like you're a shitty kid. But you know your your parents knew your child. I knew their child. Yeah, but but also because they're super forgiving and cool. And maybe if I had stricter parents, they would have just seen all the evidence and been like, "Oh, he's a psychopath. <laughs> no, Fucking Jeremy, lock him up. Send him to jail." <laughs> would you ever send your kid if they were that bad of a seed to like military school? What would you do no. if you had the you had that bad but, of a kid that would not listen and was putting himself and other people in danger? But I think that maybe I don't know. This is like a whole nature versus nurture thing, where you're like, I, I don't believe in a. I, I don't think prison solves anything. I don't think punishing solves anything. So I don't you don't know. punishing doesn't, but punishment being being knowing that 
you can't get away with things does. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I know, I'm not saying. That I mean, that could solve some I, behavioral issues, but if you're a true psychopath, I don't know. If what you're you just do. such a bad kid that you, if you're a parent that cannot control your kid, no matter what you do, you just cannot control them. What do you do? I saw a little girl in the high home market the other day, which is a little liquor store down the street. <laughs> a little girl in the and high she, home market. She was like <laughs> eight. Uh-huh. She had these big glasses on and a pacifier. Candy flipping. <laughs> Just yeah. candy flipping. <laughs> and she was grabbing. They had this like novelty rack with like balloons and weird like funky glasses and like it was like a little fun novelty like party favor rack in the high sure, home market. Sure, sure. And she was grabbing at it. And the mom kept going, Karen, no, Karen, no, Karen, you can't have this. Karen, you can't have that. Mm. And I thought to myself, like, Karen is a bad seed. I would have thought to myself, Karen's going to take what she wants until you start realizing you need to communicate with her differently. Really? But I, Karen had a, obviously had a lot of issues. And then I saw the mom. The mom didn't have a car. The mom picked Karen up and was, because Matt and I had walked there, the mom was holding this eight-year-old girl with a pacifier and glasses, like lugging her down the road. An up. eight-year-old with a She's pacifier. She's a mentally disabled kid. She was not, did not. She was an eight-year-old with a know. pacifier. She, no, 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 I'm sorry. She may have been more of like five to six. I don't know. She was too old to have a pacifier. And, and she wasn't a raver. And she was too young to have sunglasses on. <laughs> they weren't sunglasses. What were they? I was imagining this little girl with like messed up hair, like oh, just no, kind no. of flipping. I mean, they were like those was, ba- baby glasses. The ones that are kind of um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're very cute. I think find those very cute. But this, it was just like this kid was like there were things going on there, and the mom kept screaming in the store, "Karen, don't, <laughs> Karen, Karen, stop, Karen, stop, for God's sake, Karen." I mean, the whole thing with with now being a parent is the figuring out how to. Uh, you have to set boundaries, and you have to be really strict about the boundaries. Oh God, it sounds so it, hard, and you have to just basically. You like, you can't waver on certain things because yeah. it's you can't teach them how to negotiate because that's all they're gonna start learning is like how to negotiate. So you have to put your foot down in certain places, but then give them lots of freedom in these yeah. other places. We, I used to babysit kids, I think you would babysit these kids too. I, yes, but, recommended but, you. um, being a babysitter, you really notice when there are no rules in place for kids, and I mean, like. Nap times at this time, bedtimes at this time. You need to clean up your toys. I mean, the simplest of rules, the kids are fucking nuts. You need some sort of structure of your bedtimes at this time. You wake up at this time. You get a nap at this time, and that's what it is. Some of these kids, my God, the free-for-all of just like, yeah, whenever. The parents would be like, whenever they need to do that, that's fine. And like, if she wants to take a nap, that's fine disaster yeah i'm horrified about having to set boundaries because that's gotta you got it matt will matt will be the one that <sighs> perfect at it yeah oh are you have you seen our cat our cat is literally oh, like right. walking on right. the rooftop like she's like on the kitchen counter in the sink like licking all the plates like matt cannot set a single boundary for that cat he loves the cat so much and wants and relishes in the cat loving him more than me yeah he's but it's easy realize. sorry no, i'm the one spraying that the cat he's with gotta water. realize that that's hurting her because then uh she's gonna get sick from eating something on the counter or well something. but then she throws up and i clean it up so 
But that, it's easy with a cat because you're, they're not, you're not looking at like a lifetime of choices. Would you set boundaries for your child, or you think Amanda would? Are you talking about a cat? Because I'm talking about the cat. Don't feed the cat from the plate, and you always feed the cat. Okay, it seems right now that you both set different kinds of boundaries. I'm saying that you're the one who doesn't. You don't. You want. I don't know. I just feel like with the cat, you're more sensitive to the cat's needs. Like you don't want to be the bad guy to the cat. That's true. And I am often the one who's like. You know, we, I don't know we, if it's that hard a line, though. but it's yeah. so different with a cat because you, you you're you're setting up a lifetime of these things, and if you just keep sort of telling yourself that, where you're like, it's okay if they cry right now because yeah. this is going to teach them all these great things and how to deal with stuff, self soothe and figure it all out. You know, yeah. it's like it's almost rewarding to like have them go through a suffer through one thing because you're like. That. Okay, well, you're. I'm glad you were here to. I, that's. I'm glad you're here to defend yourself. Okay, all right. Okay, so, we, would you take the? I know it kind of falls apart in the thing, but just in a broad sense. Now that we've spoken about it, do you what, take the fall? Do you, do you take, take the, the fall, fall for your kid, no matter what the sentence or not? Do you? Do you believe the consequences? Uh, a consequence. Do you want of, to know why they were so mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. No, I think no. I have a few ideas. No, I mean, this was a really rough camp experience. <laughs> the, so that it was a 10-minute walk. Forget it. No, Jeremy, go please. ahead. We want to know. Jeremy, what is it we want to know? It was just a... Look, it doesn't matter. It was a long walk. It was a 10-minute walk. To, to what? the the toilet. <laughs> you pissed yourself. No, my... So, okay, so it's a 10, 15-minute walk, long walk to the fucking toilet. That's not fair. Where these cabins are. And so you end up just, try, like, trying to hold it as much as you can. So, like, two days in, I go down, and I'm sitting on the toilets. The, this, there are all stalls. They have no doors. And I'm sitting there, and the, my camp counselor walks in while I'm taking the first crap at the camp. And he walks in and walks up and puts his arm up no. on the stall wall. And he's like, hey, bud. So, how you looking, camp? And I was mid-poop and was so horrified. Why did he do that? And he just kept talking to me. He talked to me for like 10 minutes. It wasn't a thing to him? He I didn't... think he was, I think it was like a hazing thing, personally. <gasps> like in retrospect. Because like, what, what, he really wanted to talk to a kid while he was taking a poop? Come on. That's like a mean thing to do to a kid. It was mean. Horrifyingly mean. But I didn't realize that at the time. I was just like, Ugh. so I basically just was like, I'm never going to go to the bathroom ever that again. Sucks, so man. I was just holding it in the entire time. And I kept having these awful experiences where I was, you know, and I, there, I would like ran into the woods one time and I, <laughs> it was awful <laughs> it was a real nightmare and then i couldn't even make it and then i i, I had to like change Aww, my pants and Jeremy. i was in the middle of the woods and everything was awful and then i was on a canoe the next day with my friend and this canoe of all the cool kids that i all i wanted to do was be the friend they all they came by and they just went hey you were you shit your pants <laughs> and i was like what and they were like, we saw you crapping in the woods yesterday. And they were all laughing at me. And I guess uh, they had all seen me. No, you were right to burn that shit down. And I, and they, and I was so mortified. So then that, that was probably yeah. No, you were right. Letter. You were right. Like, 
all the yeah. cool kids had watched me. Um, in, it was really a nightmare. That's honestly <laughs> terrible. This is something I do often think about. I- I'm so poop aware now in my adulthood that I wonder like what I was up to like in high school and at camp. I went to camp as well. I'm just wondering like Burn that what was my poop too. experience? At, I don't even remember like what my poop experience was. Well, it must have it, nothing sticks out to you, so it must have been fine. I guess unless so. you blocked it out. What a dream to not know your poop experience. <laughs> okay, let's transition into the the dear big ones. Yeah, this is a very this is a very quick dear big one. It really this is. is a, this is a nice little so we'll wrap it up real nice. Dear big ones. Say you have a bad back and you use a topical pain reliever like CBD oil. You're at work and you need to apply the oil, which involves taking your pants off. You go to the communal bathroom, enter the stall, and apply it. Now there are other people in the bathroom while you're in the stall applying the oil. Do you pretend to go to the toilet, flushing the toilet and washing your hands? Without doing this, people may think that you just use the toilet without flushing and not washing your hands. What would you do? Love? Now, I'm going to, this person did not give a, a pseudonym, but I'm going to say anonymous. It's funny that this relates to the bathroom, too. Uh, vi- it is it, odd. Wait, so not only does this relate, this is so interesting because I, I'm, I'm having a breakthrough right now. Oh, oh wow. my God. This is Why? great. Do you need to use the restroom? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, what run. I mean by that is it's breaking through right now, and I'm, I need to go. I am now realizing I, I can't go to the bathroom. Uh, like I can't really use public bathrooms because of the. I past. think this is why. <gasps> oh, so you can't use public. Mm-hmm. You can't use even. You can pee in public bathrooms. Yeah, of course. Okay, but not the no. other one. Even with doors. Now, what I love is a bathroom with a floor to ceiling door. No crack anywhere where you have complete privacy. Now, you only get those at maybe a country club that you're invited to and you're on a guest list to, or maybe a, a hotel brunch. Wait, wait, are you, but are you the kind of person who, like, what's your pooping situation, Maria? Well, I'm Maria with a question mark. Oh, I know, she loves to be got excited that maybe we would... No, you're not going to get You're not going to, like, are you, like, a particular pooper? All I'm going to say on this is this. Floor to ceiling. Uh, floor to ceiling door i love my privacy and i am not one to expose myself in any way shape or form so are you like a person with a certain schedule where you need to poop do you poop every day this is all question mark stuff that you'll have to read my memoir to get to the why bottom is she of. so mysterious it's not fair is it okay should you basically should you pretend to do things in the bathroom for the benefit of other people oh. or for the benefit of yourself I mean, a hundred percent. I would do that not even without even a, I would go through such like a freak out about mm-hmm. that just because I'm so n- nervous about. Uh, you don't want anyone talking about your bathroom habits to anyone else. So no. if someone goes, Jeremy didn't wash his hands or Jeremy didn't flush. Yeah. Also, fucking if you're rubbing CBD oil all over yourself, wash your hands also. That's what I That's thought. Fair. If you have to re- take your pants out to put the CBD oil on, you should probably like be washing your hands. Yeah. Yes, especially I don't know where you're touching. Um, yeah, oil I mean, all over your hands. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, 
uh, what do you call it? Not thievery, but not magic. But what's kind of when you, (laughs) (laughs) what's when you do stuff that's not what, what is, comes across to people. It's, um, uh, manipulation in the bathroom. You know, Mm. like sometimes, uh, you know, I, I don't like a public restroom when other people in the restroom, I don't want to be vulnerable in that way. So if it's me in there and someone comes into the bathroom and opens a stall and I'm maybe ready to go do something, what I'll maybe do is I'll flush the toilet, come out, wash my hands, wait for them to come out, and then go back in and do my thing. I understand Lots what you're saying. Lots of manipulations that go on. So if you need to create a false narrative for yourself in the bathroom so that other people can come into the play that is... <laughs> I Maria goes this. to the Maria goes this. to the restroom. I mean, honestly, I pay full price for a ticket coming to into this a one woman show when you come into the bathroom and I'm in there. Oh, well, this is why I love Japan because the toilet seats have a fake flushing noise. I think for this person, do what you can to be courteous in the restroom when you're applying your CBD oil to your entire body. But also, <laughs> CBD oil probably, I mean, at least the kind that uh, I know that I you put got, down your pants? I got for my mom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, smells like pot, mm. like really intensely. Oh, so that's also that's super problem. weird if you're doing it at work. If it's the same stuff, maybe it's not. Interesting. I have some CBD oil that's barely any THC, and you just drip it right under your tongue. It's not something I rub on my genital area. I don't know if he's talking on his genitals. Oh, he might be his legs. He's got to take his pants down. Oh, I see. He's putting it on his back. Okay. Why does he need to take off his pants and put it on his back? I actually was assuming it was a woman because I was assuming there was complicated like uh, clothing involved. Oh, is it a man or a woman? Oh, uh, it's a. I think it's a man, but who's well, maybe he's wearing a jumpsuit. Maybe wears like a. Maybe he's a janitor and he wears like a jumper. Or he could be wearing a a men's jumper, which are popular now. Uh, Popular is a fun, funny word to use. Why would he say take my pants off? I imagine (laughs) him putting it down his buttocks and into his inner thighs, down his. The back of his calves. And- Amanda, come back. <laughs> I'm just imagining a man oiling himself up. Oh, no. Then the gently restroom. flushing the toilet, coming yeah. out, washing his hands. I'd say just if you don't want to have an open discussion with your coworkers, flush the toilet, wash your hands. It's play always good part. to wash your hands. You can never wash your hands too much. I'll tell much. you this. When you're in the bathroom, play the part. I don't care what you're doing. Play the part. Oh, there's a lot of times I go into the bathroom stall. I sit there. I send a text. Interesting. And I still flush. And and then I go out and I wash my hands. Uh, Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I'll go in the bathroom just to wash my hands. And I'll think to myself, this person thinks I'm just coming in here because they're in there. And I don't want to be embarrassed and use the stall. But in reality, I really do just need to wash my hands. That's one. I've gone into the stall before. Because I am so scared that someone will think I just walked in there to wash my hands. And I, oh no, that I went in there to use the bathroom and got scared when I saw them. I know. I know. Okay, well, you guys, that was so great. That was a really fun episode. Jeremy, Jeremy. Drunk History, Tuesdays, 10 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Central? Uh, 9 p.m. Central, 10 p.m. every time. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you just go on DirecTV and just DVR it. Uh, or on the Comedy Central website. You can see me on it. iTunes it, is great. actually where uh, Derek and I get paid the most. So 
Buy it on a, buy, buy it? the season on iTunes. Okay, do I get buy paid the most iTunes. from the, Is that pay TV? Is that yeah, what I iTunes think it is? is? Yeah, all right, that's where I got. That's most. where I got my twenty dollar check from. I, I hope you get more than that. It's a trickle down effect, guys. <laughs> buy it on iTunes. Jeremy gets the most. Maria gets a little bit. I also benefit because of Maria's good attitude when she gets a residual <laughs> check. That's right. So please buy Drunk History on iTunes. Yeah. Or watch it live. Actually, no, I think we need live viewers more. Or watch happens, it live. Or what happens? I don't know. I think they, they're really scared. The Nielsen stuff is... They're scared. It's one of the best shows on television. I'm telling you, the two funniest shows on television are Drunk History and Nathan For You. And Nathan For You, I th- believe to be over. Of course. <laughs> um, and what else you got going on? Any? Where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, just at Jeremy Connor. Connor with a K. Connor with a K. K O N N E R. Instagram, same thing. And you can, of course, email us at the big ones podcast at gmail.com. Send us your big ones, your dear big ones. Twitter at the big ones pod. Amanda, tell them what they win if they come on to the Patreon. You get a lot of good stuff, guys. You get uh, for if we reach up to five hundred dollars, that's two full bonus episodes a month. Right now, we're at half that, around four hundred, which is not half. I understand. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We are doing one full bonus episode a month, and I I have to also give a shout out to a couple of our great fans who are leaving yes. wonderful iTunes reviews. Um, we have one from JWOL two eight five four saying so fun five stars. I came to this podcast through James Bonding, and I'm so glad they brought it to my attention this has become one of my favorite podcasts and i love taking the brain busting moral quandaries to my friends and family as discussion starters i'll tell you there was like a month when i was working out with a trainer i didn't know what to talk to him about i would just ask him these moral quandaries <laughs> and he'd go away for the hour and a man would just sit down and i would he'd say do a sit up <laughs> and now i can't afford it that was during a good time it leading up like to the, the wedding on. what i don't think so Oh. Oops, I maybe never turn that off. So there okay. might be some sound issues. Thank you so much for listening to The Big Ones! Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.